Resuming. Nerd. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynaphones connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy, Joe, baby! <laughs> and to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do isn't very nice. <laughs> and ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, joining us today, artist... Eric, the 4-9 guy, Orega. Welcome to the show, Eric. What up, guys? Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Eric. And this is yeah. a episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. We are going to be having a conversation with Eric regarding um, him, him, as well as his art. Also, the group that he runs, San Diego Comic-Con, which... I personally have gotten a lot of information on. I have uh, I have not missed a few deadlines due to everything that Eric and the group does. So thank you very much for that, Eric. <laughs> and I'm excited to talk about Eric's coffee shop. Uh, he's got some great plans for the future for keeping us all caffeinated. So let's get into this episode of the Nerd World Order <laughs> broadcast. Uh, Eric, can you start us off by telling us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you'd like the NWO to know about you? Yeah. Uh, again, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm Eric Orega. I'm from San Diego, California, born and raised uh, all my life here. Um, I've been pretty much a nerd probably since, uh, I don't know, since I was in fifth grade. Um, and uh, yeah, and I just uh, from there became, uh, started drawing, getting into all this comic stuff and just been doing it ever since. I don't I don't remember a day has gone by that I haven't at least doodled something. Um I think that's what all artists do is just, we just constantly draw. And then uh, being from San Diego, I got my start in San Diego exhibiting at Comic-Con and um, I think it was like 97, 98. And I've been exhibiting there ever since. And then, uh, but I've been traveling all over the world to other conventions. And, uh, but yeah, and then, and then uh, I started the uh, San Diego Comic-Con group as well. So. Awesome. So Joe and I are native San Diegans. Uh, we actually met in the city of Oside, uh, Brothers for Life after that. So uh, are, are you specific to San Diego or what city are you from in SD? Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm in the, the southern part of Chula Vista. Yeah, so, uh, but I mean, I've grown up all over San Diego. I mean, it's, San Diego is my playground. I go, I, you know, I just I go, I've gone everywhere and I've just I've grown up with the city. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I consider myself a really hardcore San Diegan. Nice. Chargers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I actually, I was a Chargers fans for, for years. I yeah. jumped over to the uh, Saints 
uh, for a little bit. Yes, me too. And, yeah, I'll and, go with that. <laughs> and you know, now I don't follow football as much, so at any time Joe could call me out. But you know, I, I was a Chargers fan for years, which is probably why I stopped, you know, watching football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So that you guys are talking baseball. <laughs> courtesy laugh (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh let's see here what got you interested initially in nerd culture oh uh so uh, i'm the youngest of uh of my of the boys right here so um actually my older brother was the comic collector and uh and one time he was just looking through his comic books and, uh, and and I just happened to pick one up too. And I was just kind of thumbing through it. And I was just like, I was more fascinated by the art. And uh, and I just kind of looked at it. And then one day I remember just, see, it was a Batman Robin cover. I, I, I always remember this and he could never miss, let me forget it. Um, and I actually just recreated the, the, the drawing, like the cover. And um, ever since then, I was just like, I'm kind of hooked on this drawing stuff. And, um, and that's where it just started. And I just started drawing and getting into all these artists and then finding, and then, you know, I was still young and I was like, wait, you can get paid for doing this stuff. <laughs> um, and I was just like, well, crap, why not? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot and kind of just stayed hooked from then. Nice. So being from San Diego, I know Jim Lee is from San Diego as yeah. well. And there's a lot of influence. Um, mm-hmm. did you, did you find that having, a lot of local influence or a lot of artists between like uh, Los Angeles and San Diego, like that really kept you motivated being so close. Um, well, the, the one artist that, that kind of sealed the deal for me of getting into drawing was Wilson Portacio. Um, oh. Everyone was, was the Jim Lee fan. I, all my friends I grew up with, we were all, we kind of started our own little art studios, you know, we did in our garages and stuff and they were all Jim Lee fans. And I was like the only Wilson Portacio fan um and that's that's how i really really decided i wanted to be an artist is looking at his work um and i know he's he's from the area too mm-hmm. um but i i didn't even know these people were from the area until much later on until i heard about like homage studios and wildstorm and stuff like that um but uh yeah i mean Wilson's is the one that like sealed the deal for me um and then i eventually got into all these other artists um you know all the the you know the image guys um mcfarland um, but the one that completely, and I tell this to everybody, everyone I meet at conventions, the one that sealed the deal for me and, and really changed my life was, uh, Sam Keith. Um, you know, Marvelous Comics Presents was just like a massive turning point once I got introduced as artwork. Um, and like a lot of people still now say, Hey, I mean, are you influenced by Sam Keith? I mean, that to me is the biggest compliment, um, because he's like one of my all time favorite artists. He's, he's amazing. So. Dude, that is wild because that is actually one of the questions I was going to ask you because when I look at your <laughs> art, I always think like it's reminiscent of the Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look at it and I'm like, dude, this is so like I loved his art because it was it, it reminded me a little bit of like, you know, you have like the Liefeld, Jim Lee, um, you know, that that particular style that blew up. But he was yeah. so unique in his proportions and the way that he did things like nobody was quite producing things the way he was yeah oh yeah 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 he's well he's the one that that i finally understood the ideal of style mm-hmm. um you know everyone still had this kind of anatomic kind of correct type of thing going on and then i saw his artwork and i was like 
wait a minute, you don't have to draw Wolverine like this. You can draw him like this, you know, and that's where I, that style just became this biggest thing. Um, and then, you know, when he drew Cyber and Venom and things, like, and then even like his versions of Ghost Rider and Cable, um, I mean, that stuff was just, I, I, I couldn't like, my, my little brain couldn't just take it in. I, I, it was just like studying and studying all these little details he would put in there. Um, and that's what I love. It was just the exaggeration. Um, mm -hmm. And so whenever I draw characters, like I love drawing Venom or, or Hulk or anything, anything you can really, really mess with and, and go overboard with, um, I love doing because it's just, it just reminds me of him. Um, and yeah, and, and earlier in my days, I was known as drawing uh, Ninja Turtles like 24 seven. So um, so I, I got to draw them in a certain style and people were like, wow. And this was when Turtles was actually becoming a new version, but they're like, wow, you're keeping the old Kevin Eastman style, but you have this really crazy gritty look that you're adding to it. And that's what I love. I love just doing that type of stuff and, and adding like this really hardcore dark flavor to anything that seemed childish or anything. Yeah. Um, that's what I love most of all, just doing anything. Awesome. Hey, Eric, have you ever uh, showed any of your drawings to Sam? Yes, actually. Uh, you know, he's he's only been to uh, um, San Diego a handful of times, and one of the times um, uh, I I was exhibiting, but I knew he was going to be there, and I had the I just like you know what I'm not I'm I'm leaving my booth just to go see this guy. I mean, he's here, he's my idol, and I dropped off one of my sketchbooks to him, and he thumbed through, and he he, he was, and there was a max piece in there and he was just like and he always says wow this this is awesome this is very cool um and that was pretty much it <laughs> that was that was that was literally it um but yeah i mean just the idea of him saying like you know hey wow this is great artwork was enough for me so right just to acknowledge you one of my favorites is the same with there's uh, willis potassio because he created one of my favorite characters which is bishop Yes. And so, and he was pretty cool. Uh, all three of us, I think, have met him at, um, I, I can't remember which con it was. Yeah. Was it WonderCon, maybe? I can't remember. But he, he, um, he had a picture of Bishop and he, and he signed it for me. And, you know, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, this is really, cool. I've, I've met him uh, a few times too. I, I actually know his, um, his brother in law. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, I think he's kind of snuck in some of my artwork to him. Nice. Yeah. Um, Actually, it, the, the guy I know is actually the guy that um, uh, Dozer is based off of from Wetworks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, so, and and he's always bugging me. Hey, I want you to draw Dozer. I need to see you draw the version. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I no, Wills is, Wills is awesome. This is really, really great. And he's such a yeah. cool guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. You know who isn't cool? Peter David. He's a punk. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, I've heard, I, I, yeah, I've heard a few stories. I've heard yeah, any way I can throw that guy in there if we're talking about artists and creators. <laughs> and he's a punk. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, Potassio's always been one of my favorites too. I don't know if you can see my Wolverine right there with the ring line on it, but he's always oh, been my favorite. Potassio? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. and um, I, I've always loved the way he's drawn Ar Archangel. The Archangel wings yeah. that he does mm -hmm. are amazing. You know, that running yeah. did an X factor. I mean that was, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know if he's ever said why he did that version because he's literally the only person that did the wings that way. I mean, he, he that was weird that especially coming from him that he threw in a style in that form. Yeah. Um, I was wanting to know why he did that. I'm um, surprised nobody really followed cool. along with that because I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And they're like, well, we can't build a toy like that. That's probably what it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah. And and I agree, Sam Keith. He's amazing. I, it's, mm -hmm. I was so stoked for him when he got when he got the MTV cartoon series. Yes. And then um, what that. was the name? What was the name of the girl? Was it Julie? Was it Julie that Julie. hang around? Yeah. yeah. When, when he draw her like in the little uh, you know, um, like I don't know, little bikini thing that she she always had like a little pooch in her stomach. I'm like the little pooch. Yeah. That is perfect. Nobody yep. draws the pooch. And yep. I gotta appreciate that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, and that's that's what also I loved is that he actually drew real women um you know no matter what i mean he's done a lot of um of uh gene gray and things like that and but he drew them in that form where they weren't like that perfect model s thing he drew them with an actual form and exactly. um but i think that all goes back to things like uh, frank Fazetta. i mean that's the way he drew women he just drew he knew his curves and he knew the folds and everything and that's that's what made it you know him that was his thing and um and those details like that are, are just amazing, you know, just knowing where to throw in a sexy curve or a fold in there. And, yeah. So, Eric, uh, what's your number one fandom? Um, My number one fandom? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's changed throughout the years. I said, like, I, I in the beginning, when I started doing all this stuff, it was always Ninja Turtles. And I was a big Ninja Turtle fan for the longest, longest time. Um, and it just kind of goes, it just kind of spills out to everything. I, I, I don't like concentrate really on like one thing. Um, I just kind of like a mixture of everything. Um, I'm a Disney fan. I'm a Marvel fan. Um, you know, just in, it's just everything. I don't, I don't really like focus on certain things in general. It's always this, it, it's, everything's nerd to me. So yeah. as long as it really speaks to me as a nerd style and I, I just, I connect with it. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall, I don't, I don't have like a specific thing that I always gravitate to or anything like that. Gotcha. Well, yeah. uh, I, I know you uh, have spent some time at Disneyland. I see when you post on Disneyland and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to throw it out there, man. What yep. is your favorite ride at both California Adventure and Disneyland? What's your favorite ride? Um, my favorite. Well, I think. Well. Uh, I can't, I mean, I have to go with the classic. It's just the Haunted Mansion. I think the Haunted Mansion is like, just, uh, and then especially when they turn it into the Nightmare Before Christmas thing, um, because that that in itself has a big connection with me and my wife. Um, uh, I don't have it on right now, but one of our wedding rings, our wedding bands are Nightmare Before Christmas bands. So, um, so it just, th that is just something we always just uh, treasure very dearly. Um, so yeah, and, and and that's something, and especially when my daughter was growing up and things like that, it was one of her favorite things to go on. So it just always, it's always been that. It's always like, how are we gonna revolve the day around, you know, uh, the haunted mansion? Um, I, I, you know, I gotta say though that you know, of course, like uh, Rise um, is an amazing ride. I mean, it's 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 great. It's new, um, you know, but it, it's it's definitely changed the way um, you know rides are done now. Mm -hmm. um and i and i really uh enjoy the new um the new mickey's railroad um because i'm a i'm a big big fan i'm a huge fan of the new uh mickey cartoons that they have on uh disney plus um i love those cartoons that i could just cut rewatch those things over and over again and i love actually being in a ride where that you're submerging all around you you know so um but yeah again i think haunted mansion is probably my favorite um, as far as California Adventure, um, wow, that's a good one. I uh, see. I'm not a roller coaster guy. I'm not a. Okay. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm, I'm afraid of heights. So I've. I got. So I got to admit, I've never been on 
the Tower Terror or, Ga- or Guardians. Okay. I, I got, I'll put that, I'll throw it out there. So I'm, I'm showing my weakness. Um, because I, I'm, I'm really uh, definitely afraid of heights. So I've never been on those. Um, I'm sure I would love them, but I just, I can't find myself to get, even, even Goofy's, uh, uh, roller coasters <laughs> is, is a little much for me. Okay. But, um, but, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. We we I don't go too much on the rides when we go over there. It's always a lot of eating and 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 going into the uh, art studio. <laughs> awesome. Have you done the uh the food passes that they do where you like get a certain number of tickets and then you can sample all the foods? Uh we go during that time but we've I, we haven't gone the food passes. Um okay. we just kind of just jump around. Um I didn't we we didn't know the whole cuz we just got back into doing um the annual passing yeah. and we didn't know the whole the procedure of that we were like well what are they doing you know and then uh finally a friend of mine who is into all that he kind of explained it um but by the time we went back to try it it was all gone um but uh but no we were no we're foodies we we definitely go there and try everything um especially anything that has to deal with coffee we 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 grab all the cold brews um and all the cool little drinks over there um yeah no but we love those for sure very nice. Have you tried the uh, the Pims Cafe or the the Pims uh, the different praline? coffee drink? Yes, yes, the praline. Yes, yes, those are yes, so I, good. I have that. That one is a good one. Um, that I can't remember where on the list I had that. We, me, and my wife are rating a lot of them. Uh, my my wife's favorite is in the uh, Mexican restaurant in Disneyland, and it's a uh, horchata cold brew, and that's her favorite. Um, mine it, it kind of jumps around um but th- that one was i think like third or fourth on my list i can't uh, the one that was the best i don't think is there anymore um i think it was there like during the the winter time um but that one was okay that way we you know there's a there's a lot of sweetness that's going into that one i just i just tried the s'mores one that they have um and that one fails as a s'mores drink but it's definitely a good drink when if you need something sweet wow i didn't hear about that one i'll have to check it out yeah Yeah. uh let's see here so um by the way tower of terror don't even bother man i go on that ride and i scream my head off and i'm I'm not even faking it that ride is terrifying man just terrifying the feeling of falling is real on that ride don't even bother man Uh, and i can't do it my 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 daughter always tries to get me on and i can't do it i just i i look up and i'm already scared and i just can't do it that ride (laughs) is glorious gloriously i've heard but i can't i just can't come to myself to you you know, right? least... and someone knocks me out and puts me on there and without me knowing and you know i'm never gonna be able to get on that you should at least go through the line and pay attention to everything on the walls and everything because it actually tells this... a story yes and i've heard that plenty of times she's even says just come come with us in the line and then just get off just just move on you know don't get on the ride just move on she's said that many many times so i think i'm gonna have to do that next time i go definitely yeah for sure yeah uh, looks like Amanda's jumping on live saying she's so glad that we're back. And Eric, uh, she loves your art. She's doing the happy dance, whatever that is. Um, yeah. So thanks for joining. Amanda, thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Amanda. And, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. So uh, let's see here, Eric. So what's your favorite comic book overall, all time? Um, I, there, so many uh i mean that's just like asking again i'm sure you ask it later but it's like asking your favorite movie i mean by this time there's just so many um i mean 
uh, gotta go with the Dark Knight Returns. I mean, original Frank Miller, um, Watchmen. I mean, the original, um, the Max. I mean, I, I, for me, I think the Max is still one of the most original characters out there, and I think he's so underrated. Um, yeah, uh, what else? Um, you know, I, I'm a big, uh, I, I enjoy Spawn, I think Spawn has been pretty cool. Um, now, right, like, I don't. Uh, at this moment now, I don't collect comic books anymore, only because I get so caught up of making my own things. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't have time to read anymore and and doing other things. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much any book I grew up with. Um, but I, I I would say you know like can't beat the Dark Knight Returns. It's still one or or Watchmen. I mean, I think, I think it's a tie between those two because I mean how well written those things are is just incredible and. You, I mean, you can literally debate those books for hours and hours and just talk about every single thing about it. And and and, and that's just like the writing part. I mean, you know, when I get with my artist friends, you know, we mm -hmm. go through those and pick part and how do you do this and this whole thing. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think those are the top two um, overall. Um, yeah, I, I think those are some of the, like, uh, but again, the Max is probably one of my favorite characters in general, just, mm -hmm. just because of how original he is. As far as the Dark Knight and both Watchmen go, they both ultimately got, I'll say, comic book sequels. So uh, Watchmen got prequels, you know, to sort of get backstories, things of that nature. And, you know, ultimately the television show, which was just amazing. Yes. Um, yes. It's like that was sort of a sequel as well. Um, mm -hmm. But then we also have like Dark Knight Returns. I think they're up to three at this point. And they're all written by Frank Miller. What's your thought on really good books having sequels or follow-ups? Um, well, I, I never, I never read any of the follow-ups of the Dark Knight Returns. I, I mean, I just stick with the original on that. Um, and I mean, I probably would have done the same. I, I, you know, with with the Watchmen, I never got the, I never read any of the backstories. Um, I just kind of enjoyed it as it was and, and and if there was a comic book i didn't read anything uh, i wouldn't have read anything of the sequel um i just kind of watched the show just because it was there and you know i know everyone else was going to talk about it, so i just like me and my wife decided to watch the show which i loved i think that was probably one of the most brilliant written shows ever um and i mean i, I guess it depends it, it really really depends on i mean we don't need sequels we don't need prequels we really don't need any of it i mean it's always i love when when most stories are just kind of left to just like okay what do you think and you kind of you know you kind of that's where we have all these big discussions and you know we get all nerd like and attack each other with with these things um but uh you know if it's done right uh, like just like the watchman series the tv series was done i mean i i don't mind it um i never see any need for them though but uh but i'm glad they did the show and did it correctly and 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 really put some love into it um it kind of uh uh i think i i like i i, I personally love the watchman movie uh, i'm a, i'm i'm i am a zack snyder fan i'm a huge zack snyder fan um for the exception of certain things but um but i i personally knowing a lot of history or or reading about what he went through just to make the movie um can really appreciate the art form and what he did to come up with the movie so i think this the series kind of made up for a lot of uh not mistakes but in general just things that weren't that people wanted in the movie and they kind of made up for it in the series mm -hmm. um and i love that we got that and it just you know really really took love from the book and everything to uh to, to like really just 
tie it all together. Eric, did you see a sequel to a movie or read a sequel that you change your mind on anything that has a sequel, whether it's a book or a movie? Because it seems uh, like you're, you don't entertain anything that's a sequel or prequel, just the um, original. I want to say yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I saw that, that they made a sequel to, but I just was like... I can't remember. I can't remember. I I, I want to say yes, but maybe this this is how bad the sequel. I don't even remember what it was. Um, yeah. But uh, off hat, no. I, I mean, I, I know. I, I know. I've said like, well, they really, really needed to stay away from that. Um, I can't. I can't think of it right now. Honestly, uh, I know. I know. I have said that though. What you're what you're asking? I know. I've said it for something. Um, well, you're probably thinking, you know, Thor three. Doctor Strange 2. Okay, well, you don't have to bring Black those Black Panther 2. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> that's probably leaving your bad taste like it does everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor 3, I, I'm not even sure. It, it, yeah, it can be considered a Marvel movie at this point. And then, um, yeah, Doctor Strange Multiverse was personally one of my bigger disappointments, um, for sure. Um, yeah, I, what they're doing over there, I just, I just don't get. But, I mean, hey, you know. I guess they're making their money. <laughs> yeah. 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 However, I, I am hearing really good things about the Flash movie, uh, Flashpoint. Yeah. So. yeah. Almost saw it last night. Almost saw it last night. Almost got a free screening. And uh, we got cut. We were the, like, I think like the 30th in line and they cut us off. Ooh, so, nice. uh, so yeah. So they, they got, it got filled up. They gave us extra passes because there's another screening happening next week. So we're hopefully going to see that next week early. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Same spot. No, it's going to be, uh, in Plus Bonita. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. The screening was, that was, was, uh, yesterday was at Mission Valley Mall. Um, but, but we got there, we, we got there kind of late. So we, you know, we it was kind of a big lottery to figure out if we're going to get in or not but right okay cool yeah. man that's awesome i hope you like it uh speaking of movies uh what is your favorite movie yeah uh oh man i mean uh i guess you got like you know the original ninja turtle movie original ninja turtle movie is one of my favorites um you know uh, and it just kind of goes up it's like again it's just there's so many that's come out and you know through my life you just kind of it's hard to just pick one um i think uh seven seven is one of my favorite all-time favorite movies uh i'm a big fan of all those types of um uh serial killer type things uh but yeah i, I love seven uh recently i mean like you know spider-verse I, I i can't wait for you know the next spider-verse movie i think that's gonna be an incredible incredible movie um i love uh that uh I guess it just depends on what, what you're like in what form, like, you know, if you say, what's your favorite Disney movie or what's your favorite superhero movie or you know, they all have their own thing, you know, right. it doesn't just, you know, come down to just one that I'm just like, this is it. Yeah. Um, alien aliens, aliens and uh, you know, predator and things like that. Predator too. It just, it just depends on what, it, what it, you're asking, but it, okay. it goes all over the place. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so as far as, you know, becoming an artist, you know, you talked about, uh, Sam Keith and, mm -hmm. and Wills Portacio or excuse me, Portacio, um, when you decided that you were going to make that leap, was there like a particular book or what was it that really made you say like, Hey man, I can do this. 
Yeah, well, uh, again, when I, when I saw it was uh, was Portasio's Uncanny X Men, and it was it was, you know, the first appearance of Bishop, pretty much, um, where it started, and then uh, and then I know he was on X Factor for a while, but uh, those those were the books that I that I just saw and was just like, man, this is this is amazing, and but I just remember being so like, wow, this is incredible, and everyone had like X Men with Jim Lee and everything, and it's like. But like Wolf Portacio, look at you know, look at this. This is cool, and you know, and and I was kind of like the shunned one, like yeah, okay, you know, that's 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 cool. But look at Jim Lee, um, you know. So I don't know. I, I always found his his work much more, uh, um, I guess, stylistic. I guess I was always interested in style, um, and I just didn't know it until until Sam Keith just like you know knocked me out with his work, um, and I just saw more style. And then again, um, after seeing Todd McFarlane, Eric Larson, and all of Mark Silvestri and all those guys, um, uh, I saw that they all had their own styles. But again, it just came down to that one point. I just saw Sam Keith, and I was just like, "Holy crap! What what am I looking at here?" And and I it just you know I remember just studying those books forever, just looking at each panel and his and, and everything was just. Um, all the guys had this like design in their panels, but but Sam Keith had art. Like it was an it was a masterpiece page, um, and I just I couldn't just keep my eyes off it. And um, so it was the Uncanny X Men that just really really did it for me. And I really started honing on. Okay, now I know I could play with my artwork and just be who I want to be in this form, and then just go off from there. Uh, but yeah, I, I would just, I, I, but in the very beginning, I would credit Wilson Portacio with the Uncanny X-Men um, and, and all that stuff. Because uh, it was just, it, that was just like, yeah, like, wow, I'm, I want to be this artist. I want to be this and do things like this. So Awesome. Very awesome. You know? So as an artist traveling to different cons, you know, Joe and I spend some time at conventions. Uh, Nerd World Order has a t-shirt company. So we would hit up the booths and I'll tell you, man, that is possibly the most exhausting stuff in my opinion. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you're at the booth and you're talking to people and, you know, either the day goes by real fast or it goes by real slow. So just tell yeah. me overall, man, what, what do you feel like life is like at the cons? Like, uh, what, what does the day feel like for you? Um, Conventions are for me. It's always like, no matter what it is, um, I, other than San Diego Comic Con, um, all all the shows I get I always have this weird uh, mixed feelings on because um, I know going to shows. I mean, I'm excited because I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm taking my art. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to people, and we're just gonna get this energy, and you know, we're you know, it's just gonna be all this cool stuff. But then at the same time, I know I have to go and sell my stuff, mm-hmm. and and the overall for me is I hate business. I hate, I hate, a, I hate business aspects of anything. Um, because if, you know, if I were into business, I would become a businessman, not an artist. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's the way I, I always view everything. You know, I just hate the idea of like, I have to sell my work. Um, and, and a lot of times, uh, um, my friends or my wife would be like, you know, you didn't sell anything. You were, you were talking for like an hour. You just, it's like, yeah, because I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to sell anything. I just, I want, I, I just, you know, people have stopped to notice my artwork and I'm glad they did. And, you know, and I appreciate it. Um, if they want to buy it, they'll buy it. <laughs> but I just hate that, that, that the next step of like, okay, well, you want to buy this and, you know, hey, check, you know, whatever. I, I hate that, that pressure of, of any, of being that business person. Um, it's actually what turns me off if I walk around in Artist Alley and the first thing are like, 
hey, you know, this is it. You know, my book is blah blah blah. My book, you know, I hate that. I, I yeah. you know, that's so you, you know, you that'll turn me away right away, and I'll go to the next person who's not trying to sell me something, and I'll end up talking to them um, because that's just because if the art is speaking to me, it'll speak to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sell you. Um, my art. I'm trying to, I'm just, I want you to appreciate what it is and then we can go from there. But, um, but you know, yeah, I mean, going to all these shows and doing these things, I mean, it's great. I love it. And I get to meet, you know, thousands of people a year and, and, and it's just the energy, the the most, the, the, the biggest part for me is just having the energy of the convention. You feel like the excitement, you feel people are there for the purpose of being nerdy and, and just really want to get into, you know, what's happening. Um, and then when they talk to you, you're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm we're nerds and we can talk about whatever we want, you know? Um, yeah. Can, can Wolverine and Ripley really, you know, have a relationship and, you know, blah, 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 you know, let's, let's debate this. And uh, yeah, you know, so I, I love it in that form. Um, but, uh, but when, you know, when it comes to the business side, it's just kind of like, okay, well, you want to buy something, buy it, you know, and then we'll move on from there. But, <laughs> But I'd rather just talk and, 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 and you know, you get to know me and, and just understand who I am and, and, and appreciate my art for what it is. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, if, if I know an artist or if I've gone to their booth multiple times, I actually try to stay away from them because I feel like if I go over and I start talking to you about like, uh, like our favorite show or a movie yeah. we watched or, or, you know, even if it's just like, Hey, how's your day going, man? Yeah. I feel like you ever, like you're talking to someone and someone comes by and they start flipping through your book <laughs> and, and it's like, but you're talking to someone. Yeah, exactly. I, I always feel like, like, Oh man, they could have got that sale, but, but I'm interrupting, you know? So yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, it's it's like a delicate dance, you know, when, yeah. when you know artists and you know mm-hmm. guys at the booth and you want to be supportive, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you don't want to interfere with, like you said, it's, you know, for that period of time, it's your art, but it's your business, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, and when I, and I get, I mean, I get that all the time. It's, 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 there's always, you know, 50 of those moments every time I go to a show. And, um, and, and when, you know, for me personally, when it comes to me, I personally, rather keep talking. I, I, you know, and, and, you know, and in that type of example, I just think, you know, Hey, if you have any questions, just let me know. I'm always mm-hmm. available. And yeah, turn back and start my conversation. Um, it's never like, okay, Hey, you know, that's five for, you know, $20, blah, blah, blah. And this whole thing, you know, you know, just leave the money and, you know, you could run. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I rather, you know, let the person know that they're, I'm available, but I'm there for, you know, whole reason of, uh, the the how do you say like um the appreciation of knowing that we're all there for for a reason mm-hmm. um you know uh, it, it convention I, i'll say it like this Con- conventions for me is like superman in the sun it, it helps it helps me get my energy back it helps me you know feel like okay i am doing this for a purpose um i'm not just coming to the show and, and people are just kind of like, you know, not ignoring it, it, it helps me, you know, build up my confidence and 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 um, the inspiration to go back home and start working more and do more artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it in that form because I just build off of all that positive energy that happens in shows. Well, what I found tough is like when me and Alan, to this point, we walk by and we look at artists. It's kind of like everybody in the comic world, everybody's a rapper. 
<laughs> and so you got all these rappers that are going, hey, check out my tape, dude. Listen to my tape, yeah. dude. You're gonna yes. like it. What yes. kind of music you listen to? What kind of the, this? The ones that me and Alan find ourselves gravitating to is the art. So mm -hmm. if we walk over, we see something dope. I mean, there's quite a few times I'm like, Alan, check out this art, bro. This art's pretty sick. And we walk over there and we look. If we walk over there and look, we're already gonna buy something. <laughs> because that's why we don't just stop to look and then walk away. Yeah. When you start talking and you're like, come on, bro. Like, you know, I don't like to your point. I don't need it. Hey, this is for five bucks for three, for uh -huh. two. Yeah. You know, like you, you like how you want to get to know people and, and you talk mm -hmm. to them and, and you feel out the energy. If mm -hmm. we were looking through your stuff and you say, yeah, this is because of this and this, and this character does this. Now you're piquing my interest even more because if it's something mm -hmm. very interesting, you're going to get two things. Myself or Alan going to buy something or be like this. Hey, yo, Eric, you want to hop on the podcast and talk about what you created? <laughs> yeah. You know, so there's two different yeah. ways we go and look at it. So not only are we trying to support an artist or a creator, um, both ways through financial, you know, you know, investing in their product, but also having them come on our product as well. So it benefits all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, and, and, and a lot of times actually, um, I find myself actually pulling people in because I'll, I'll notice, you, you know, I don't know if it's a cosplayer or even simply a, like someone's wearing a cool shirt and I'll just be like, oh man, you know, I, I love your shirt. That's awesome. You know, I don't have like a, uh, you know, a certain artist on there. And, 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 you know, we, and then from there, we just have this whole conversation, you know, and, and we just talk uh, and I'll be like, Oh, you know, I, I've, I've been here. Let me, let me look what you, let me see what you have. And I'm, you know, and, and lots of times it's like, no, don't worry about that. You know, I mean, if you want to look, you know, feel free, but you know, it, it wasn't, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I, I, I'm here because, you know, I appreciate you coming to a convention, hanging out with all of us. And when, you know, we just talk. Um, and, and, you know, and most of the time when you if come to my booth or anything, you'll, you'll rarely actually, you know, hear me actually force the sale or, or anything or like, yeah, you know, if you want to know, I can say it really quick what the prices are, but you know, the, don't feel obligated. You know, you ha you have to buy something, um, and and I think uh, I, I and I know people need that. I know, especially if they're coming from like you know to San Diego Comic Con, they, they it's expensive and they need to make those sales, and it has to happen. Um, I, I get it in that form, but sometimes you know, just the over like. Okay, so are you gonna buy something? Did you want? You know, that's the media. Like, okay, well, I'm I'm good. You know, thanks. You know, I'm, I'll I'll follow you on Instagram or whatever, and then you just kind of walk away and things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, again, for me, it, it, uh, I, I try not to focus on it too too hard because I think it just it'll frustrate me more if there isn't a sale. Um, mm -hmm. But at least I got the the satisfaction of actually having a conversation and nerding out with somebody. So speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, which, which you know, we've all mentioned quite a few times, and mm -hmm. I would say that for a while it's been like the ultimate destination for all nerds to, mm -hmm. you know, make San Diego Comic-Con, and you have an amazing group where you keep us all in the loop, and I'm just going to tell you, man, thank you so much for, for putting the group, the group together, man, because, yeah, uh, yeah I mean... There's been a lot of times, like for instance, uh, I was waiting for my uh, my pro verification, and these guys can tell you I was freaking out, dude, like big time, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, they said they said it was going to be on this date, and yeah. they haven't said anything, and I emailed them three times, and then you sent out an email, and you're like, hey everybody, 
start checking your email because if you're waiting for your pro badges, you're, you know, they're, they're going to send you those verifications here pretty soon. So, mm-hmm. you know, thanks man so much for putting that together. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it, it actually was, uh, I, I think, um, the last one, what, what I got, a, I got a memory and I think it was when I started, I think it started in 2014. I think that's when mm-hmm. it started. Um, and it only had like 50 members at the, at the time. Um, but I had started because I was constantly in my, in my, when, you know, when messenger was just started coming out during Facebook, um, I was, I was getting flooded with people like in like from, uh, like May to July, how do I go to Comic-Con? And I was just like, dang, you know, like I was, and I was answering all these messages and I was just like, I'm getting tired of answering these things. So that's why I said, you know, I'm just going to start a group. I'm just going to start a group just to get you the idea of what you need to do. I'm tired of answering these things for you. Um, and then, yeah, that's just how it started. I just, I just, you know, there was a couple, like, I think it started with like 50 members and it kind of stayed very low for, for a couple of years. Like I, I think for like three years, it, it already had only gone up to like maybe 400 members. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember one year uh, I got and my my Facebook was just like lit up with like this these these notifications. I was like, "What happened? Like, what what did I do or something wrong?" And I went and literally, I think a few thousand people had had joined. And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> what happened? Like, what what did something did you know did did Sadio Comic Con say something or what?" And um, yeah, and it just started going from there, and then I would like from that point I was just getting requests and it just, you know, it just kept going through and through and through. And, um, and as more people started to get in there and who actually know San Diego comic-con, they started actually helping out and answering people's questions. I wasn't, I wasn't like no longer even doing the work anymore. And, um, uh, but yeah, and then it just started growing and getting bigger. And, and, uh, just like, wow, you know, right now I think we're at 34,000 people in the group. And, uh, you know, and it, it's, it's super cool that just, you know, this many people are interested and then, you know, that w- need help and they're more than happy to help everyone. Uh, because my thing, and this is this is a really big thing with me, is I, I always tell people, you know, people, if you want to go to San Diego Comic-Con, you should really be able to experience at least once. Uh, mm-hmm. Always, always. Um, and I've gone, um, and for me, uh, me personally, um, it's usually people who are international, um, who are outside the country. And I've helped, um, a, a f- a f- quite a few people, um, from the UK, Africa. Um, I know it's not international, but you know, in Puerto Rico and things like that. Um, I've gotten them tickets to go in, you know, I just like, you know, they say, this is my dream. This is what I always want to do. And it's like, okay, well, just as long as you can book a flight, you can get in. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. And, you know, and they've come and they're like, you know, you've, you've made my, I thought I was a bucket list. I was never going to get checked off and you've done it. I was like, you know, but everyone should be at least try to go once, you know, and, and just experience it. Um, and the idea that anyone international, uh, and I see it in the group all the time. People are saying they're coming from like the, again, UK or Australia, things like that. You know, those are the ones I appreciate the most. Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's really just, you know, it's a comic con. And you're, you know, you're making this massive trek all the way to San Diego just for, for, for pop culture. And, and that I, to me, I try to show as much appreciation in that as possible. Cause that's, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, the, the, the idea that we can relate, relate in this nerd level, um, on different, you know, countries, um, is, is really important to me. So, 
Um, yeah, so anyone who's ever traveled internationally, I, I really, really appreciate them very much. It's a big deal. Hey, when I first stumbled upon your uh, your group, I totally thought you were an official page and you were like some kind of San Diego <laughs> ambassador. I was like, hey, this is pretty nice. And then I, I see you had a couple of comments. Hey, Eric, and you're like, hey. And you see your wife like, who's that? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're, you guys are doing some good work there, man. I, I've been there a few times looking at that information that, you know, it's like, wow. I'm I, I'm glad I know that now because even though mm-hmm. I've gone many many times, it's like sometimes yeah. you know things just slip through the through the cracks. There's so much mm-hmm. happening everywhere, and you know, and and some people just so you know out there, if, if for some reason you can't get tickets, there's no reason why you can't go down to San Diego and just hang around outside of the Comic Con with no badge because you will still see a lot of fun stuff. One hundred percent, I say it all the time. Yep, yep. I definitely appreciate everything you're doing, man. It's, it's oh, good work. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. You know, and and I, the same. I don't want to say. Or get you know take all the credit. I I, I do want to say and shout out to the um the the SD Comic Con blog. Um, uh, they do a lot on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of uh, now a lot of the information I do is I kind of repost them just in, into the group. Um, because they they really do some really intense intense heavy um um research. Um, so I just you know they do it and I just you know repost it into the group now and and you know let them get the views and everything. Um, but if it's all, but for me, it's all the same. It's just like whatever makes people's experience as, as stress-free as possible. I know that's kind of hard, but you know, (laughs) whatever it makes them feel relaxed and not have knowledge when they're there, no matter if it's from my group or, or their page or whatever. Um, I, I, it's the, that's the goal. And, um, again, I, the, that's what is the, the unofficial SDC blog group. Um, you know, they deserve a lot of credit as well because they do a lot of research. Um, and again, I just kind of use their information, just post it in the, into the group. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, but, you know, I, but again, that's, that's the whole reason. Um, I mean, after it became just like, okay, well, here's the information. Okay. Well, now that you have the information, let me tell you how to make it as stress-free as possible now. Like once you're here, um, because that's, that's a whole other level of, of, you know, of, being here that's that's what you want and and not getting lost um then that's why i don't know if, if you guys seen it i do it every year i even did it during the pandemic when when it was closed but um i do the my, what i call the comic-con walk and um i actually go live um the week of comic-con it's usually on the monday and i walk all of downtown san diego i go up and down the streets wow i show everyone where things are at, where things are in comparison to the convention center, just so you know that it's walkable, that you can get to one place or another in no more than 20 minutes. Nice. Um, you know, and so I, I do, I, you know, and I clock in, I think 20,000 steps during that time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that- uh, but yeah, no. And then I do that every year. It's just, it's just now my tradition to do it. And, um, and again, I did it during when Comic-Con wasn't even during COVID. Um, but I still had to do it because it was just I wanted people to see what it, what San Diego downtown is like um, and that you should feel comfortable. It's not as crazy and stress as, you know, some people make it. You know, you, you can walk from one place to another and you'll be fine. Um, so, yeah. And I, you know, I plan on doing it again this year. <laughs> that was in my notes right here to thank you for 2020's commentary. You know, it's like everybody was missing it so much and everybody was so secluded at home and just yeah. hating life. Right. And and you, yeah. you brought us a piece of happiness that, you know, even though nothing was going on, it was just it was nice to see that warm, comforting San Diego. Yeah, yeah. No, I, remember, I, I get the I get the uh, memories on that. And I, remember I uh, very emotional time, you know, 
a lot of crying behind the scenes. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie because it, it was you know because uh, uh, Comic Con is my is my is my time. It's it's, it's my my time. Um, even my wife and, and my family know that uh, Comic Con week is my New Year's. Like mm-hmm. I I really consider it my New Year's. Nice. Once that's done, then I work for the whole. You know, it's a whole new thing. Um, and it's it means a lot to me. Um, I, I and, and overall, I, my, San Diego is my passion. Just just my city. I love my city. Um, and so uh, knowing during that time that you know a lot of people were going to get hurt and affected by financially by not having a show that year, it, it was it was killing me. And, and knowing that my oh, I mean I know all cities were affected, but it was just hurt that you know my city was going to be at really. Um, hurt during that time and people were going to lose their jobs and people were sick. And, uh, so yeah, so I, but, but yeah, I, I always, I always really try to focus on San Diego in general and, and, and really push a lot of things so people can know how, what, how amazing San Diego is. You know, it's, it's interesting because, um, as far as San Diego comic-con goes, um, for me, I, I wouldn't call it, you know, like, like my time but as far as bonding with people and and making relationships with people that's always Mm -hmm. been my thing like i started going to comic-con in the early 80s my dad took me in my first comic-con back when it was at the concourse and that's that's probably one of my biggest memories was like damn dad took off a day from work to take me to this (laughs) to this nerd thing and like he handed me like 40 bucks and said have at it kid and i was like oh dollars yeah only the most money i ever had in my life right um (laughs) and then you know like joe and i had so many cons together and like alfonso like recently got to do like cons with us and and for me just that that emotion that you get being inside Mm -hmm. the con it's just like it can't be replaced for me um but i was one I was wondering, like, I remember Khan and the Concourse. Mm-hmm. I remember when Marvel and DC were like the big thing. And then the Movio mm-hmm. Studios came along and, yeah. you know, now they're migrating away. What do you see as the biggest change in SDCC since you've started, you know, really monitoring how it, how it's been going? Um, I, well, so my first year was 91 and 91 was the first year it's in the current convention. Um, and, you know, and it was just, a through C, that's all it was. And they were still working on the rest, D through H. Um, you know, the biggest change is the, uh, uh, I don't want to say it negatively. I want, how can I put a good spin on it? Um, I'll screw it. It's, it's, the, it's the lack of, it's the lack of appreciation for artists. Um, I think it's the biggest thing, um, you know, and, and, and of course, Hollywood has taken over. Um, and even even now, Hollywood is getting kind of screwed over, and and it's uh, more of the streaming services that are actually beating the movies now. Um, and that's what I see moving forward is that I think the streaming services are gonna you know top out uh, movie studios in general. Um, you know, even though they say, oh, this is Warner Brothers, but yeah, but HBO Max is the one who's holding them. So you know, you're gonna hear about or or what is what I think they launched today, Max. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to hear more about Max and, you know, you're going to, you could see the new blah, blah, blah movie, even though it was done by Warner Brothers. So who cares as long as on Max? Yeah. Um, so I, I think what we're going to starting now, especially after pande- the pandemic, um, it's, it's all going to be about streaming services. So I think even like Hollywood is getting 
um, or big movie studios are going to get beat out by the streaming services. Um, now, how it moves forward with because of the writer strikes and all that, all that stuff, we'll see. Um, but I think it's just the overall lack of um, art appreciation and and the idea to focus on artists um, because you know it, it's all the beginning. Like, well, I mean, you can't have Spider Man without a creator, and you can't the creator needed an artist. Then you know that you know everything like you know so. And then it's, it only became a movie because of these guys. So it's, I wish there would be more focus, um, especially at San Diego Comic-Con for artists. Um, I, I wish there was a much more more larger group, um, especially like the Artist Alley, how it's shrunk so much over the years. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and I'm hoping they get some love back for knowing that some, you know, certain uh, studios and, and companies aren't coming back to Comic-Con this year. Hopefully they can make up for more artists in that form, um, but yeah, I, th I think it's just more the lack of artists that that's that's really been the big shift. And and you know you hear it all the time, like yo, we gotta go and you know support the artists, support the indies, and stuff like that. Um, but you know, are, are people really doing that? And, and are people really listening? And I think that needs to be a big focus, um, and not only just at San Diego Comic Con at any convention. Mm -hmm. um, that you know you go straight to small press. Um, or independent corner, whatever, or, or um, artist alley, and uh, you know, and, and appreciate the artists and writers who who are making all these things. Yeah, I totally agree with your your point. That's the one thing that me and Alan's always discussing. As good as Comic Con is, it's lost its um, its mystique about it. Mm -hmm. To where we find that in smaller cons. So when we go to like um, Ontario Comic Con or even mm -hmm. WonderCon because it's so smaller and it's not Hollywood driven, yeah. you're able to um, see more of the artists and the writers mm -hmm. as opposed to the actors in the Hollywood studio, whether it's streaming or movies. Yeah. I don't know if you ever been to Anime Expo. Uh, no, no. The reason why I like Anime Expo is it's 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 one of the biggest anime conventions. It's pretty much San Diego Comic Con of anime. Oh, nice. Okay. And so the one thing, and Alan got to experience it last year. The one thing dope about is when it's at the LA um, Convention Center, at the very bottom of the floor is Artist Alley. Oh, wow. And it's packed. Wow. It is packed. Nothing but artists on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So you can walk by people that create like maybe pins, t shirts. Oh, okay drawings of your anime mm -hmm. characters the whole bottom is that and then you have your top floor where they you know you still have some artists there but also you get t-shirts funko pops you know figurines what have you mm -hmm. but they dedicate the bottom floor to nothing but the artists yeah and people yeah. go there and they buy it so if yeah. you do build it and create it they will come and i feel <laughs> that's something that san diego has lost because yeah. they you know maybe in their mind they make more money if they have Hollywood actors come down. And, you know, I feel like you could experience Hall H one time. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you need to camp out four days to be in Hall H. You know, the four, no. it's like, you know, I'm not knocking, you know, a lot of people like to experience the Hall H, you know, yeah. and that. Yeah. But I feel, and I'm hoping to your point, when a lot of those companies take away from going to Comic-Con, you're going to get mm -hmm. less of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what really is um, the overall 
issue uh, of not giving artists more at San Diego because, you know, uh, and just like that, I mean, we don't have, or, or Artist Alley doesn't have to be on the main floor. Um, you know, at New York Comic Con, um, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you have a you have a main floor, and then underneath you have an artist alley, and they're kind of given their own entire room. Um, and I mean, I don't know if it's a, a, a safety thing or fire marshal thing or whatever, or just cost thing. But you know, at San Diego, if you go upstairs to many of the of the the rooms, they're all vacant, and I just never understood why. You, they couldn't just give an artist alley room, you know, it might take a walk, but you know, if you have your big name artists in there, people will find you, you know, and, and, and eventually be like, Oh no, artist alley is just up those stairs and that's all you got to do. And you're just given this whole new floor of artists, you know, um, which is, and so which is why I never understood why they're not, they don't do something like that. Again, I, I don't know if it's safety cost. I don't, I don't know. But I wish it would be something more that they would extend to artists um, at Comic Con because it's definitely needed. Um, yeah, I, I, and then you know they then they can give the floor to you know whoever they want um, as far as like the big studios or something. Yeah. Eric, uh, like to get yep. caffeinated for a moment, and <laughs> when, when you when you mentioned a comic book coffee shop, I was mm -hmm. like. Dude, that is a awesome idea. So, just walk me through it. What's the concept? <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it, it's something that uh, it, it started off as actually a joke um, during COVID. Um, and uh, so currently, um, uh, for the meantime, um, I've I've actually worked for a big named coffee shop place. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys can guess probably what it is. Um, and, and I, and I have, so for 20 years and, uh, uh, and so during, um, the pandemic, uh, a lot of actually towards the end of when we were kind of coming out of it, people were doing test runs of stuff. Um, there was actually a coffee shop that was opening that we wanted to go support, uh, in, in national city in San Diego. And, uh, you know, we went and we, and the line was like 45 minutes long, but we were like, no, we're going to stick it out because we want to support these, uh, these, these, uh, Latina women with their coffee shop. Let's, let's do this. As we're waiting, my wife kind of just was like, you should start your own coffee shop, you know, because you, 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 you've done it for so long, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like, yeah. And it's just, and then she said, you should do a comic book coffee shop. And, you know, and, and it literally was just a joke for like, 15 minutes you know and then it became like a joke to like ideas like oh yeah well we could do this and we could do this and literally by the time we get at the end of that line where we went we ordered our coffee we almost had a full model of what we wanted to do in this coffee shop nice. and so literally for the next three or four months it was nothing but focused on we're going to create this coffee shop and this was uh this was in 2020, I believe, like towards the end of 2020. Um, and so we started thinking of just different things and, uh, and and coming up with with some ideas. And then we started to move forward with it. Like, hey, let's let's do this coffee shop. Let's let's get a crowdfunding. Let's try to do it. And um, we did the crowdfunding. It, it didn't. We our our goal was highly unrealistic, and we didn't meet it. Um, but it, it, we got we 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 learned from it. And so uh, as we were going to try to do something more again, um, 
life happens. A lot of a lot of things happen. So uh, we had to delay it and stop it for for two years. And um, and so now that we're kind of OK, it's, we're, we're, we're kind of back on a track. Um, and the beginning of this year, my wife and I was like, OK, now it's full force. Let's just, let's do this coffee shop. So, um, so the idea and, and, and the, the, the coffee shop is called POW, POW Coffee Shop. Um, and uh, again, it's going to be a comic book themed coffee shop. Um, and and what we, like, we tell everybody, it, it's not confused. It, it's going to be a comic book store with coffee in it. Uh, no comic books are being sold. Maybe, maybe independent ones, but uh, no, it's not a, not a comic book store. Um, it's going to be a, a comic book themed coffee shop where uh, we're actually going to create, we've created characters for the shop in itself. So we have a lot of little cool characters that are going to be around. Um, and the idea is just to be a creative space um, to have uh, um, just artists or creators or whatever come in and, and, and have a, a central place where people can actually come and have a drink and, and, and create, draw, do whatever they want. Um, on Wednesdays, once you pick up your comic books, come over to the coffee shop and read your comic books and let's nerd out and talk about it. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we really, our main thing is to focus on community um, and really bring in people and show uh, how inclusive we are. Um, you have a safe space to be in um, and, you know, and, and just get together and, and nerd out. I mean, just have a fun nerd place to, you know, be um and uh and 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 the overall like once the, what we're planning to do is when you order your coffee and how you order your coffee it's kind of like creating your own character um you know you get you, you give yourself a certain power or a certain ability or a certain this and it's just you adding your cool little you know a extra shot or a certain flavor or anything like and at the end you can even name your 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 character um, and you know, we'll call it out, you know, um, you know, Captain Doodle, you, you know, your drink's ready and, you know, and that's, you know, that's what it'll be. Um, but yeah, and, and um, so yeah, so it's gonna, it, it, we wanted to make sure that it's a very fun and creative place, fun place to be, um, because it doesn't seem like there's too much of that happening anymore. It's kind of like, if you go to, a, you know, again, a, a coffee shop or just somewhere just to hang out, it seems to have your drink or you just go or, or you kind of hang out, but there's nothing happening. You know, we want things, we want people, we want people to enjoy their environment and have a fun place to go. Um, and, you know, and a lot of it, uh, it's going to be very artist driven. Um, I have a lot of artists, um, some big name artists who, who have still asked about the coffee shop. Um, and so we want to keep that idea of, of like a limited edition, you know, like it, it, like, a, like a comic book. So um, when we do our merchandise, say like we have a cool Tumblr um, and they'll draw our characters on the Tumblr. We'll have, you know, the certain a certain big name artist draw it. Um, we'll have a full event for them. You know, they'll be there signing the, the whole thing. And um, and and again, keeping to the limited edition, you know, let's say there's only a hundred of this tumbler and there's hundred and that's it. You know, you, you miss out, you miss out, but that's what a limited edition is. You know, we want to keep that idea of, of that whole comic book feel in there. 
Um, but yeah, you know, again, and it's just it's just a cool, fun place for for people to go. Um, and we're looking to. Uh, I, so the overall also big thing about it is is the the size. I, I we're we're looking for a, a good size coffee shop, um, something a little bit bigger than your normal coffee shop because of the amount of uh, the amount of events we're planning on holding. Um, because we want to have a movie night, uh, we want to put on mini conventions like a little just artist alley con only in the shop. So you know, there's just artists all over the place. Maybe uh, you know uh, people who are just selling trinkets, whatever um, things like that. Um, again. A lot, a lot of events uh, is, is, is our focus, and, and again, just bringing community in there, um, but all with this cool comic book theme motif happening, and um, and uh, yeah, we have like tons of ideas. We have a lot of ideas that we want to do for this. You know, Amanda says that that's uh, sounds like an awesome idea for a coffee shop. Uh, and she loves a good hangout spot <laughs> and hopefully she'll be able to visit sometime. And I have to agree because everything that you said, you know, like the inclusivity, that's always been a really big thing for, you know, all three of us and everyone who's in the nerd world order, which is like, one of the things we always said is like growing up, like people didn't think we were nerds because, oh, you don't look like a nerd. Well, bro, what does a nerd look like? You know, um, yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, like a safe space, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like every person should be able to, you know, walk into whether it be a coffee shop or a comic book shop or mm -hmm. a book, no matter where you are, you should know that you can express yourself in a way, as long as you're not offending other people, yeah. um, you yes. should be able to feel safe in that space, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm loving everything you're saying, man. And my big thing is, and I'm going to speak on behalf of my two brothers here, let us know what we can do to support you in any way, man. Um, awesome. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I man. appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. We we will be uh, we will be doing um, a crowdfunding again very soon. Um, I think one of the big things that uh, I, I guess I that didn't meet our goal last time is because uh, people need to see location. Um, mm -hmm. They need to see that that location is there, and now we're not just talking. Um, and so that's what, that's the focus right now. So once we lock in that, that location and, and what we're going to do, you know, we'll show you the, the ugly, you know, beat up drunk or building that's there, <laughs> you, you know, and, 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 and we'll say, this is what we need to make into the coffee shop, help us. And then people, I think people will then be up more on board on it and be like, oh yeah, what do we need to do to fund this? Um, and that's, that's, I think that was our kind of mistake the first time around. Um, so that's what we're working on right now is just the, the overall location um, and what we're hoping to be um, very, in, you know, maybe the, the outskirts or even closer into downtown San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that way during Comic-Con or any big events, um, we can always be like, hey, it's right here, you know, and, and you know, come by and, and check out something different. Um, yeah. You know, uh, because we want we want to be that that location you see on TikTok or Instagram, like, oh my God, you know, in San Diego, there's this place that's this nerd coffee shop, you know, and you know, we want to be that, you know, and we want really want to make people happy and 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 really feel welcome in a in a space like that. Um, but yeah, no, for sure, and 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 uh, you know, one of the things also we're you know what we're planning to do is once we're in there is we we plan on having a um, a podcast corner um that way you know 
and you know anyone who has a podcast uh which we're planning to do our own podcast but anybody has a podcast can set up there and do a podcast and be like hey you know let's let's talk with some coffee around us and then you know and you just kind of enjoy the area and um so yeah you know we're really thinking of everybody you know uh, gamers um you know cosplayers you come in cosplaying i mean it could be an average sunday you come in your cosplay and you you know you get you know 10 percent off your coffee or whatever and you yeah. know and 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 be okay knowing that hey i'm cosplaying and this is the place i can do it on a on a tuesday at 2 p.m so um yeah so there there's a lot of things that we're, we're gonna we want to do and and um and yeah, you know, I appreciate, you know, and you can get the word out in any form. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking to do uh, some crowdfunding hopefully pretty soon. Yeah, just definitely, obviously we'll keep in touch, but when you get to that point, you know, I'll, uh, I'll make sure that it goes out in our little nerd world order community and, mm-hmm. you know, all of our different uh, media outlets. We'll even have Joe put something on his TikTok. Nice. So. <laughs> cool. yeah, yeah awesome. and, and don't forget uncanny x memes can throw some shout outs there because i've got a lot of cosplayers that follow me so nice nice yeah oh uh, yeah that's cool yeah for sure cool well you know what i i feel like we've definitely covered a lot and it's to me i enjoy having conversations with people who i feel like give back you know, mm-hmm. people can be successful and, and keep to themselves. But when you extend your hand to help other people, I feel like that's what I respect. And, and that's what I get excited about. And, you know, when, when you say that you don't like business, you know, I'm exactly the opposite. My wife tells me all the time. She's like, dude, you can't turn everything into a business. Find something <laughs> you love that you don't turn into a business. But at the same time, man, um, I just really love the ideas that you have. Uh, your passion for the art and you're, you're helping people, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it be with the SDCC group or, you know, looking at creating a place like a physical place where people can go and be nerds and feel comfortable doing that. That's amazing, man. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No. And I, I think that, I think it's a place that uh, people need it for, Um, you know, I mean, especially, you know, with the, with young kids, they, they need that, they need that environment. I mean, if we're going to keep this nerd culture going forward, um, you know, they need to know that they're being supported in every way. So, um, you know, from kids to the big kids like us, uh, you know, it's, it's what we need. You know, we need to know that we're all supporting each other. So, Absolutely. So, Eric, I'm going to turn it over to you. See if you have any uh, additional things you'd like to cover. Any final thoughts, if you will? Um, no, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you guys are going to San Diego Comic-Con this year, I'm going to be there. Uh, it's, I will be in my same corner booth I've had for, I think the past 15 years, um, uh, E12 and, and no, and I will say this, I'll also want to hear, I'm not an artist alley, not an artist alley. Um, I get it, uh, every year. Like I can't find you an artist alley. I'm not there. Um, I'm, I'm in the lower numbers between 600 and 700. If you need to find me. Um, that's where I'm in. again, I'm just in this little corner area, uh, right in the, one of the May aisles. So, um, yeah. And, and I will be there and hanging out, uh, you know, so if anybody's coming to Comic-Con, feel free to hang out with me even, you know, before, during, and after the show. Um, there's a lot of events that are going to be happening and a lot of parties that are going to. So 
Um, yeah, and just come by, check out. I'm gonna have a new. I'm doing my own um, my own books now. I'm gonna premiere just a teaser of my new uh, book that I'm doing. Um, and uh, yeah, but again, I just love to just hang out and talk to everybody and chat. Um, and just you know, if you want to know more about the, the coffee shop, again, please just ask me. I'm more than happy to uh, let you know more about that in any form. Um, if you can help or whatever, but yeah, but, uh, yeah. So again, I just feel free to find me at Comic-Con this year. And that concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerd Trade Defined. Booyah!